This is episode number 24, Kobe Bryant and the Mamba Mentality. Hello, beautiful people. This is Chris Teich, the creator of Hustling for Happiness. And if you're unfamiliar with what that is, Hustling for Happiness is a personal development website where I write blog articles to help inspire you to get after your goals and your dreams each and every day and to help you level up. But if you don't have time to read the blog, then you can listen in right here on the podcast. So let's get into episode number 24, Kobe Bryant and the Mamba Mentality. Also, quick side note here. This is not a sports podcast. I'll throw in a few stats here and there, but this podcast is going to be diving into the mindset of one of the greatest athletes of all time. It's a personal development podcast. Also, after quotes, I normally do what's called takeaways. Basically, uh, the gems of each quote and how you can apply them to your life today. For the sake of this episode, and for Kobe, the takeaways will be renamed Fade Away. So here we go, episode number 24. Kobe, the name is synonymous with greatness, relentless work ethic, championships, and fadeaway shots. His impact was so great that even those who weren't fans of basketball would scream Kobe after they threw a piece of trash out in the garbage can. He's one of the few individuals who transcended his sport, like Muhammad Ali, to have a true global impact being able to touch so many. When he and his 13-year-old daughter Gianna and seven other people tragically died in a helicopter crash outside of Los Angeles on January 26, 2020, the world weeped. We knew we not only lost one of the greatest athletes of all time, but a beautiful human who inspired millions. His story provides lessons in which we can all learn and grow from, and it is my mission to be able to shine light on these lessons to inspire you and give you a better life. And of course, if you didn't catch it, I saved episode number 24 for Kobe since it was the number on his jersey. The beginning. Kobe knew at age 13 that he wanted to become a professional basketball player. From that point on, everything he did, everything, was about becoming better at basketball. It didn't matter if it directly applied to the sport or not. He used it and absorbed the knowledge and then applied it to his craft. Each book he read was used in his personal progress to up his skills and his game. Every film he watched was used to become better. Each workout, each practice session, his diet, his routine, etc. everything. When I say everything, I mean absolutely everything. He sacrificed the social life and time with family and friends to become the best that he could. When he was playing in high school, actually, he was ranked in the 50s nationally. So he had what was known as a kill list of those other players who were ranked higher than him in the country. And when they played each other in AAU tournaments, Kobe made sure he destroyed them in order to become better nationally ranked. So what's the fadeaway of this? The fadeaway is it takes commitment to start, but daily consistency to see it through. Kobe decided what he wanted to do, and then every day, literally every day, he was completely devoted to it. That is what made him elite. 
That's how he got to the 1%. And if you desire to be in the 1%, you've got to give 100%. Quote, I can't relate to lazy people. We don't speak the same language. I don't understand you. I don't want to understand you. Kobe Bryant. The NBA. Kobe was a first-round draft pick and was originally drafted by the Charlotte Hornets, but then was immediately traded to the Los Angeles Lakers. He had the rare distinction, like Derek Jeter, of only playing for one team his entire professional career. Most guys seek to get in the NBA in order to gain some type of financial stability or fame, and then they coast. In high school or college, it's a little bit different. They play with fire and passion, and then once they get drafted and go to the pros, that fades. Not for Kobe. That's when the real work began. Kobe was known for his borderline psychotic work ethic. I mean, if anything, it was psychotic. If most, if most players were training like twice a day, Kobe would train three, sometimes four times a day. He outworked everyone. If players got 14 workouts in in a week, Kobe would have a minimum of 21 workouts a week. That's seven more workouts in just one week. Now, if you add that up over the course of a year, that's a lot more progress that he made over his competition. His game got that much better, that much faster because of it. One time, Nike wanted, they wanted to do a um, special interview and a photo shoot with Kobe. A day in the life type of thing. Kobe said, okay, cool, we can do it. Meet me at the gym at 3.30 in the morning. Well... The crew followed him through his workouts, drills, and routine. By noon, the crew was passing out, exhausted, just following Kobe. And he was getting ready for his third workout of the day. And it was just the afternoon. The day wasn't even nearly done yet. So what's the fadeaway on this one? The fadeaway is outwork everyone. Outwork your competition. Outwork who you were yesterday. And when you think you've done enough... I want you to remember that there is a Kobe type of person out there who might be outworking you. They are working so hard as if they are trying to take everything you have away from you. I want you to remember that next time you think you're working hard. Quote, if you want to be great at something, there's a choice you have to make. What I mean by that is there are inherent sacrifices that come along with that. Family time, hanging out with friends, being a great friend, being a great son, nephew, whatever the case may be. Kobe Bryant. This next section is, uh, is my favorite. It's Kobe versus MJ. Kobe grew up idolizing and watching many players, but mostly Michael Jordan, the best. Michael is regarded as the GOAT, the greatest of all time. Well, Kobe had other plans in mind. Now, Jordan is also known for his psycho level of competition, not just on the court, but off the court. He has to win at everything. Doesn't matter if it's basketball, golf, or ping pong. He has to win. He is obsessed with winning. 
When Kobe first entered the league, MJ gave him some encouraging words and advice, but there was no mistake in the fact that MJ was the big dog, he was the best, and Kobe was the little 18-year-old puppy, brand new to the league. But Kobe was hungry, relentless, and eventually dominant. He was constantly watching videos and game footage to not only learn more about the sport, but his own flaws. He would study teams and opponents to learn every single inch of the game. He would always be contacting the greats like Jerry West, Wilt Chamberlain, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, and Bill Russell to learn the true ins and outs of the game. He even read the referee handbook five times. I mean, guys and girls, this guy was obsessed, truly obsessed with his craft and his skill. So in Michael Jordan's final season, Kobe and MJ squared off in November of 2002. It was early November. Michael was playing for the Wizards at the time, and they beat Kobe and the Lakers by one point that game. Jordan, as I mentioned, was a psycho competitor and a known trash talker, said to Kobe after beating him, you can wear these shoes, but you ain't never going to fill them. Now, if you don't speak trash talk, (laughs) MJ was saying that even though he was handing the baton over to Kobe to take his place, he would never be able to truly achieve Jordan's level of greatness. Well, Kobe was angry. It ticked him off, so much so that he didn't speak to any of his teammates for two weeks. The Lakers, the other players, they went to Phil Jackson, who was the head coach at the time, asking if, if Kobe hated them, if they had done something wrong. They would ask Kobe questions and he would just literally not respond and walk away. Phil Jackson said, yeah, he's angry, all right. Not at you guys, but he is angry. Let him be. He'll come around. His teammates eventually realized that Kobe was gunning for Michael Jordan. Kobe had MJ in his crosshairs and was going to make him pay for that comment, but he would have to wait months later until March 2013 for payback. Quote, my brain, it cannot process failure. It will not process failure because if I sit there and have to face myself and tell myself, You're a failure? I think that's almost worse than death. Kobe Bryant. So, originally they faced off in November 2002. When Kobe and MJ met again in March of 2003, it was a very different ending to this game. Not only did Kobe and the Lakers win and beat the Wizards, Kobe scored 42 points against Jordan in the first Half. He scored 55 points total for the game. He had been thinking about that comment MJ threw at him for months. And then when they played again, Kobe didn't need to say anything. His performance spoke for itself. So what's the fadeaway here? The fadeaway is life is going to disappoint you. Critics or haters or even your heroes might come for you and try and get in your head telling you that you aren't good enough or pretty enough or talented enough. Most people listen to this and they no longer own their mind. Don't let the conditions determine your mood, your worth, or your validation. 
flip it on its head and decide to use it like Kobe did. Kobe used Jordan's comment as fuel. He shut the hell up. He upped his game. And in the process, he outshined and outperformed Michael Jordan in his final season, shutting him up and earning his respect. Kobe scored 55 points against the greatest player of all time. And he went into full Mamba mode. Here we go. What everybody's been waiting for. The Mamba mentality. Scroll through a Google search or any social media platform and you will see how Kobe inspired millions from his actions both on and off the court. Although his legacy is checkered with some bad decisions, fights, and a 2003 sexual assault case, which by the way, I actually looked that up, and prosecutors dropped the case before it went to trial, citing that the accuser's unwillingness to testify was the reason that they didn't go to court. So the accuser was unwilling to testify. So, I don't know. There were some bad aspects, so to speak, some dark times of Kobe's legacy, but there's one thing that we can all agree on, that was positive, and that was the Mamba mentality. So I'll let Kobe tell you what the Mamba mentality was. Quote, hard work outweighs talent every time. Mamba mentality is about 4 a.m. workouts, doing more than the next guy, and then trusting in the work you've put in when it's time to perform. Without studying, preparation, and practice, you're leaving the outcome to fate. I don't do fate. Kobe Bryant. The Mamba mentality became such a phenomenon that Kobe wrote a book about it, which I highly recommend. It's called The Mamba Mentality, How I Play. I will put a link in the description. Definitely get it. It's a great read. And if anything, uh, it will help you up your mindset. But he breaks down his mindset in the book, his approach, his schedule, and his relentless attack on his personal progress. It helped not only cultivate a champion's mindset, but a dominant one. The Mamba movement has inspired more than just professional athletes. Fans all over the world have used it to keep striving and to keep fighting and going and pushing to keep moving forward. So what's the fadeaway here? The fadeaway is Mamba mentality is a mindset that believes you are never finished. If you're okay, you can become good. If you're good, you can be great. If you're great, you can become phenomenal and being ferocious in that pursuit. It's a combination of never settling and never giving up on what you desire. It's about progress and getting to a level so good that you don't ever need an introduction. People already know who you are. Post-basketball and death. Kobe Bryant retired on April 13th, 2016. Here are some quick highlight accomplishments. He played 20 seasons with the Los Angeles Lakers, one team his entire career. He was a five-time NBA champion and went to the finals seven times. Was a two-time NBA Finals MVP. Was an NBA MVP in 2008. 
Two-time scoring champion in the league, a five-time ESPY winner, has three gold medals from the Olympics, and an 18-time NBA All-Star. I mean, there are so many more accolades. I could go on and on with them. Look them up if you want. But like I said, I could go on and on with these accomplishments. And Kobe, in fact, did. When he was done playing, he then went in a completely different direction. He produced a short animated film called Dear Basketball. And he won an Academy Award for it in 2018. Like, are you kidding me? There are people that have been making films their entire life that still haven't won an Academy Award. And his first film wins an Academy Award. (laughs) He then, after that, focused, of course, on being a father full-time to his kids. Especially to Gianna, who had aspirations of following in his footsteps, playing basketball, and was already interested in going to UConn to play for the Huskies. Kobe then decided, because of his daughter's future and her interest, to focus on the WNBA, the Women's National Basketball Association. He wanted to bring more attention and fans to it to give women the same opportunities that he had with his career in the NBA. He also founded the Mamba Sports Academy to give kids a chance to improve their athletic skills and to pursue their dreams. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, like this was a truly, truly great man. Look at his actions and look at what he did. The second that he got off the court, he retired. That's when athletes and people normally sit back and they relax. They sit on a hammock on a beach somewhere. This guy had, he was just getting started. He was literally just getting started. He was giving to his daughter. He was giving to underprivileged kids, starting a sports uh, you know, training academy, and then trying to help out the WNBA, bringing the women's league up equally to the same standard that the men's league was. He was doing so much. And on January 26th, 2020, Kobe and 13-year-old Gianna Bryant died tragically in a helicopter crash with seven other people on board. He was 41 years old, 41, and she was 13. So what's the fadeaway here? The fadeaway is never rest on your laurels. Kobe went right from being the best player into the NBA to making a film and winning an Oscar for it, starting a sports academy, training his daughter, being a father, being a better husband, and then started the process of transforming the WNBA. This guy was relentless in all walks of life and was constantly seeking to get to the top of each mountain he chose to climb. Then when he got to the top, he found another mountain. I say it all the time, but it bears repeating here. Progress runs parallel with happiness. Quote, the most important thing is you must put everybody on notice that you are here and you are for real. Kobe Bryant. And here's the last thing, my friends. I'm going to say this part really slowly so that it all registers with each and every one of you. Kobe rode in helicopters all the time. It's commonplace for celebrities in L.A., It was as common to him as you and I jumping in the car to go to the store. We don't think anything of it. I'm sure he didn't either. 
But no matter how good we are or how rich we are or talented or strong we may be, we never know when our time is up. We don't know how many moments we have left. I'm sure that if you spoke to Kobe the day before and asked him how many more years he thought he'd live, I guarantee the answer wasn't zero. Our time is running out. We don't know how or when. So, it is vitally important to make the most of the life that we have while we have it. To love it. To relish it. To appreciate every minute. And to make it count. We must not take living for granted. Or the ones we love and the things we love. I want you guys and girls to appreciate everything and to do it like Kobe did. Relentlessly. Quote, It's the one thing you can control. You are responsible for how people remember you or don't. So don't take it lightly. Kobe Bryant. I hope this episode and this podcast has brought you some value today. Please do me a favor and share this content with anyone that you think may need it. I'm trying to grow this brand as much as I can to help as many people as I can. So, uh, also, yeah, by the way, feel free to contact me on Instagram or Twitter, chris.teich. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know what you think about this. And also, feel free to send me topics that you would love me to talk about or write about in the blog or do an episode for right here on the podcast. So, as always, my friends, I want you to keep hustling for happiness. And uh, thank you, Kobe, number 24. Mamba out but never forgotten. Peace.